Hello, everybody. This is Dr. Hamid Elamir. I am the host of podcast with Dr. E. At this podcast, I sit with the world's experts in health, education, and community development to talk about current health challenges and ask them to share their experiences, knowledge, and thoughts with all nations across the world so that we can learn from experts across the globe. Today, my guest on the show is a great physician and functional health expert, Dr. Anshul Gupta is with us today. Welcome, Dr. Gupta. Yeah, thank you for having me on the show. It's my pleasure to be here. It's a pleasure to have you on the show. Dr. Anshul Gupta is a board-certified family medicine physician with advanced certification in functional medicine, peptide therapy, and also fellowship trained in integrative medicine. He has worked at the prestigious Cleveland Clinic Department of Functional Medicine as staff physician alongside Dr. Mark Hyman. He now specializes in treating Hashimoto's disease and help people reverse their unresolved symptoms of thyroid dysfunction. Conventional medicine, some physicians believe that doesn't have all the answers for a vast majority of patients suffering from Hashimoto's diseases. And that's where a functional medicine model can be helpful as per Dr. Gupta. Dr. Gupta makes personalized functional medicine plans for people with Hashimoto's to end fatigue, reduce brain fog, and lose weight sustainably. Through his three steps process, he not only heals the thyroid, but also rejuvenates mitochondria to help females with Hashimoto's to live their life to the fullest. So what's functional medicine? According to the Institute for Functional Medicine or IFM, functional medicine is a systems biology-based approach that focuses on identifying and addressing the root cause of disease. Recently, I had a few uh, physicians who uh, specialized also in functional medicine. As Dr. Gupta today on the show, he is also an expert in functional medicine. We would like to know more about functional medicine about this relatively new field of health. The functional medicine model evolved from the insights and perspectives of a small group of influential thought leaders who realized the importance of an individualized approach to disease causes based on the evolving research in nutritional science, genomics, and epigenetics. These thought leaders found ways to apply the new advances in the clinic to address root causes using low-risk interventions that modify molecular and cellular systems to reverse these drivers of disease. Dr. Gupta, let's start with your personal story and tell me your story of health struggles you went through in your life. In other words, the very first question is why you do what you do. So my health struggles or my story actually starts after I did my residency in family medicine. And I started working in my dream job, which was working in rural Virginia. You know, I was serving the people which needed me the most. But after a couple of years into my work, you know, it was a very, very busy clinic that we were serving. So I started having some health issues, started having the stomach pain, fatigue issues, brain fog issues, and I started gaining a lot of weight. So initially I thought maybe it was just kind of busy with work. I started ignoring them, but this progressively 
got worse. So my stomach pain was getting worse to the point that sometimes I was doubling over in the pain and I thought that I needed to go to the emergency room. But with my training, I knew that the emergency room doctors could not do much. They could just give me some pain medications to help me with the pain because there were no red signs or red flags, as we will say. So I thought I was my own physician. So I started treating myself with medications, but I was not getting better. The pain continued you know, to be severe. My fatigue was getting worse. I was gaining more weight as I got along. So I thought, well, I'm not smart enough. Maybe my other physician friends are smarter than me. So let me get in touch with them. So I saw all these different specialists, gastroenterologists, allergy specialists, and all those. Went through tons and tons of investigations like endoscopies, ultrasounds, allergy testing, all of that stuff. But they did not have any answers. So they kept they so they added more medications to my already big list of medications, but I was not getting better. So I was only 32 years at the time and I was really scared. Well, do I have to take all these medications all of my life? Whether I will get better or not. And unfortunately, nobody had any answers. So there was one moment I was really scared. You know, I was like, wow, I never imagined my life to be this way. You know, like I was really scared, you know, whether I can get better or not. But then I found functional medicine. So somebody got me introduced to functional medicine and they had different kinds of modules. So I thought, okay, well, let me start with a module to help me to see if I can help my own health issues. So with the training, I started applying the principles of functional medicine into my own health. Within one month, my pain was gone, you know, and within six months, you know, I was off all medications. You know, my pain was completely gone. I had lost 40 pounds of weight. And then I had more energy I'd ever had in my life. So that was a very, very big life-changing moment to the point I had no hope to the point that I was in the best shape, you know, best health of my life. That's very inspiring story. And uh, first of all, I'm very glad that you're uh, feeling better. And not only that you helped yourself, but now you're trying to help others and uh, introducing what you actually went through and sharing your story is really empowering. So now you specialize in uh, thyroid disorders. Tell us more about what you uh, focus on and how do you find the root cause of your patient's Hashimoto's? Yeah, so uh, what happened was that, you know, then I started working at the Cleveland Clinic Functional Medicine Department. And there you know, I was seeing all these patients who were very, very similar like me. You know, all of them had weight issues, they had fatigue issues, they had brain fog issues. And the worst was that they all had lost hope. And all of them had Hashimoto's disease. So then I started focusing my research and my time on Hashimoto's disease. Why are these people not getting better? What is exactly wrong with them? And I started developing a protocol of my own, start helping these people. And I saw phenomenal results. Their blood work was getting better. Their symptoms were better, that they were able to lose weight, you know, their fatigue was much better. So the quality of life was so much greater after being on a protocol. So that's what I focus on now, like helping, you know, females, especially with Hashimoto's disease, to help them to improve their quality of life. Can you just tell us a little more about what is thyroid and the role of it in its body and the Hashimoto's disease that you're treating? Absolutely. So thyroid is a small butterfly gland, which is located right in our neck over here. Okay. So it's an, it's, it's an endocrine gland, which produces a hormone called thyroid hormone. Okay. Right. So there are different thyroid hormones, the, you know, like, but basically they're all called thyroid hormones and they have a lot of different functions in our body. So they, they play a big role in uh, development of our body. You know, like when we are child, you know, they, they play a role in our brain development. 
Now, as an adult, they they help with our metabolic maintenance. So basically, they are responsible for kind of burning energy, controlling how much you know of energy we burn, and then they also um, uh, play a big role in kind of other structures of our body, like you know sending signals to different parts of our body. Um, so basically, they are very very important, very very small thyroid gland, but it has so many important functions that it play in our body that without it, you know, we probably will practically will you know cannot be alive. Now, Hashimoto's disease is a special disease, which is an autoimmune condition of a thyroid gland, where our body is producing antibodies, which is starts destroying this thyroid gland. And after a while, these antibodies destroy these thyroid gland to the point that it cannot produce thyroid hormone anymore. And finally, it leads to what we call as hypothyroidism or low thyroid issues. Mm -hmm. So you agree that the uh, the very first steps Hashimoto's is uh, causing hyperthyroidism because of the leakage. And then after all the inflammation happens, and then it goes to hypothyroidism, right? So there are different forms that what we, through the years of research, what we have identified is that there are different pathologies which happens in Hashimoto's. Right. And some people, as you mentioned, that we do see a brief period where actually they become hyperthyroid, and then after they become hypo. But in majority of the others, you know, like the hyperthyroid phase never happens and they directly go to the hypothyroid phase um, because, you know, like they, their body just destroys the thyroid gland very, very, in a very, very slow fashion. Okay, great. There is a conventional medicine way of managing thyroid. And um, of course, you have to go to a um, internal medicine physician or um, preferably to an endocrinologist to do the diagnosis and everything. And then, you know, um, how the thyroid is being managed in conventional medicine, you may just want to touch base a little bit about that. And then, as you mentioned earlier, maybe you can also focus on what can functional medicine, you know, add to the treatment to help patients. Yeah, absolutely. So in conventional medicine, there is no specific treatment available for Hashimoto's. Okay. Mm -hmm. So because it's an autoimmune condition, uh, so they said, okay, well, let's wait until the thyroid is destroyed. Or if when you need thyroid hormone, that's where they jump in. Okay. Mm -hmm. So most of the people, unfortunately, yes, the, by the time they see a physician, they're already in the hypothyroid phase, right? So that's the reason, you know, they need thyroid hormone medication. So there are different kinds of thyroid hormone medications available, the most common being levothyroxine. Mm -hmm. So then people get started on the levothyroxine, but that's pretty much the extent of conventional medicine that they can provide, which is great, right? You know, because that is right. needed, you know, like if some, for some people when their thyroid is destroyed to the point when their body is not producing thyroid hormone, they need external thyroid hormone. But what right. functional medicine does is that it goes much more beyond that. So now as a, uh, so I'm, as I'm trained in both conventional side and the functional side, so I know that, you know, uh, we need a combination of both, not just one, right? Right. So most of my clients, when they come, obviously they want to get off medications. And I said, well, today is not the day to get off the medication, maybe in the future. So right now you need the medication, but you need all the other things to support your body so that maybe your body or your thyroid can start making the thyroid hormone again. Mm -hmm. So that's where functional medicine goes to the root of the problem, of where the problem is. So now the research has shown that Hashimoto's disease, the real reason of it is a combination of environmental factors with the genetic factors. Okay. Mm -hmm. 
So yes, the genetic factors, we cannot do anything. And everybody is born with their own genes. But we can definitely work with the environment around us to change that. So hopefully that, you know, the trigger of that Hashimoto's, we can identify that and we can reverse it. So that's what functional medicine does. First thing we need to identify the root cause of, of that particular individual so that once we know that, then we can start working on reversing it. Excellent. Yeah, I, I totally agree on the um, part that root causes of diseases, um, especially as I also did, you know, my master's in public health. That was the reason I was trying to look for the underlying causes or the root cause of disease. And why are people getting sick in the first place? How can we help them to not get sick? And um, I also believe that health is not limited to hospitals and private practices. It has to start from every individual communities, you know, schools and businesses. And functional medicine definitely adds to that and is looking for the underlying cause or the root cause of disease. So that would be probably one of the reasons why people with thyroid disorders not getting better because conventional medicine is not the only solution or medication is not the only solution, right? As That's you mentioned. Correct. And what's functional medicine and how does it approach in treating thyroid disorders? And, um, you know, also can Hashimoto patients ever get rid of thyroid medication? Sure. Uh, so you define functional medicine, you know, like beautifully when, when you were starting the podcast. Right. Uh, but basically functional medicine for me is basically a root cause medica uh, medicine. Okay. So where we are trying to identify the root cause of the particular disease and trying to reverse it. Obviously, it's a science-based medicine. So it's not like a voodoo medicine that we are trying to kind of do things in thin air. So right. everything in functional medicine that we do has science behind it. You know, a lot of it based on physiology and biochemistry and all those things that we all study in med school. And we are just trying to reverse engineer it, you know, in different diseases. So that's what functional medicine is. So in thyroid disease, what we do is that, you know, we first trying to identify the root cause. So basically the root causes are divided in different sections. So food sensitivities is the first root cause that we look at. The second root cause that we look at is nutritional deficiencies. The third root cause is stress, you know, like whether it is physical stress, emotional stress. The fourth root cause we look at is toxins. Mm -hmm. And the fifth root cause we look at is different kinds of infections. Like currently we are dealing with a pandemic called COVID, right? So right. we have had actually a couple of case reports where people who were perfectly fine, but they had COVID and, and they had like thyroid disorders that started after COVID. So we do have other viruses and stuff which can lead to, you know, like um, uh, thyroid disorders. So first identify the root cause. That's what we do in functional medicine approach. And then we try to make a comprehensive plan, which not only include medications, but includes other lifestyle changes, like work on specific diets, you know, work on detox, work on stress management, you know, work on nutritional supplements or food, um, and then work on these infections. So that's what, you know, basically a functional medicine plan looks like for thyroid disorders. And by making this comprehensive plan, we see amazing results for all these thyroid patients. Now, the last part of your question was that, you know, can Hashimoto's clients ever get off medications or not? Mm -hmm. So the answer is that it depends. You know, okay. if we catch, you know, the disorder or the destruction in a timely fashion, then I have seen people or my clients getting off thyroid medications. But if the disease process has progressed, you know, to the point the thyroid is completely destroyed and there is, there is no hope, then sometimes they have to use a medication. 
But after functional medicine approach, what I've seen is that definitely most of my clients, first of all, their quality of, uh, quality of life is much better. And second of all, they need less medications. So at least, you know, most of the people, that's what happens with them. Now, whether they can get completely off on medications or not, that depends on person to person. Okay, great. Thank you. Thank you for clarifying that. And um, I'm pretty sure that the audience uh, and, and clients, uh, patients are, you know, they know better now about Hashimoto's and when to search for extra help uh, from, you know, other experts like, you know, in functional medicine, apart from just going to their own doctor. And what kind of diet is best for thyroid patients, in your opinion? So what I have done is that, you know, I have researched a lot about kind of diets and the, what is the best diet. So the interesting part is that, you know, there is no specific diet which is available right now in the market, you know, which is very much catered towards Hashimoto's. A lot of us are, a lot of the people are using still an autoimmune diet uh, to help with the Hashimoto's. What I did was that, you know, again, I combined or like looked more in detail about in the foods which should be used, you know, in Hashimoto's patients. So I came up with two kinds of lists. So first is the food which is hurting people's thyroid so that they need to stop eating that. And second, they have to introduce foods which are good for their thyroid. So they need to eat more of those. So right. the first category, which is like the food which is hurting or harming the thyroid involves first is gluten. Gluten is the main issue with a lot of folks with autoimmune disease. So gluten should go. Uh, for a lot of my folks, I see dairy as being an issue soy because it is so much processed corn same thing it is very processed uh, then sugar you know sugar hijacks your autoimmune system so sugar you know is very very bad mm. processed food again processed food you know is everywhere around us you know that we need to kind of get rid of processed meat is also a very big issue that we know we need to focus on that so those are the big foods that definitely people who have Hashimoto's should get rid of you know in their life because they're harming their thyroid day in and day out and the second category is food which is actually good for your thyroid and they need to eat a lot more so in that first is vegetables you know everybody you know like tells you know, like our grandma always tells us eat your veggies eat your veggies right right so she was always right so you know like we all need to eat more vegetables in our diet not the just the your know, starchy vegetables like potatoes and you know like corn and all that stuff we need to have more of the green vegetables so that's very very important for thyroid health um, cruciferous vegetables. So there was, you know, like a myth that, you know, all these cruciferous vegetables are actually bad for the thyroid. But mm -hmm. in fact, they are really very good. So as many vegetables as we can eat, you know, is very, very important. All I tell my clients, at least half of your plate should be vegetables. And doesn't matter what form, whether it is salads, whether it is cooked, you know, whether it is sauteed, all of those things are great. But we need to have all these different vegetables, especially green leafy vegetables, in a regular diet, you know, uh, for Hashimoto's clients. The second thing is clean protein. So we need to have proteins in our diet, but it, it should be clean. So like chicken, fish, you know, all organic, plant-based proteins. We always discount the plant-based proteins. So people should eat a lot more plant-based proteins. So they can do that too. The third category is good fats. So we need to have lots more nuts and seeds in our diet. So sunflower seeds, pumpkin seeds, walnuts, almonds, those are all great things that we should include, you know, in Hashimoto's diets for them to get better. 
then olive oil is wonderful you know like then you know they can include olive oil in their diet on a regular basis that is also going to help their thyroid then the last thing is fish fish is wonderful you know it gives you all these good omega 3 fatty acids which is needed to reduce inflammation and is also very very important for all these thyroid patients so that you know they can rejuvenate the thyroid gland so all of those things you know like you know all these things you know as i said vegetables and then clean protein and good fats you know are important for to be included in the thyroid patients diet and that is going to help them a lot great thank you so much for mentioning all this what kind of tests do you think that the um, patients for hashimotos need to do um pretty much the conventional uh, medicine is testing the tsh or there are other tests that they need to do absolutely and i'm glad that you asked this question because this is such an important question and as you said the conventional medicine including me right you know because i was a conventional medicine doctor for more than 5 years i was just checking tsh and mm-hmm. tsh is just one thyroid hormone you know that is being produced right so we are not right. checking at a thyroid hormone and the second of all we are not checking antibodies mm-hmm. so most people that come to see me they don't know whether they have hashimotos or not and i'm the first person which check their antibodies and tell them that okay yes you actually had hashimotos all this while you didn't knew about it mm. so so the different kind of tests that the, you know that the basic thyroid panel that everybody should have that includes the thyroid hormones which includes the tsh uh-huh. then that includes the free t3 and the free t4 right okay so those are the three thyroid hormone that everybody should get now there is also another thyroid hormone which is called reverse t3 now that is not so easily available okay and a lot of people do not know how to read it so right. that's something that is optional only your functional medicine doctor can know more about it so if you're going to a regular doctor i think sticking with t3 t4 and tsh is very very important okay mm-hmm. uh the second part is checking the antibodies so there are two different kinds of antibodies which you know all the thyroid patients need to get checked first is the tpo antibody which is the thyroid peroxidase antibodies Mm-hmm. and the second one is called um the thyroglobulin antibodies okay and mm-hmm. again most of the conventional doctors will know at least about it if they don't then again you know a functional doctor definitely will know about it so these thyroid antibodies are again a part of the basic thyroid panel so that you can know if you have hashimotos or not and how bad it is the third part you know or the other part which i called is advanced thyroid panel also includes marker of inflammation mm-hmm. because again you know like if you have thyroid issues or if you have hashimotos you need to know how bad your body is dealing with it so for that we need to get checked you know for inflammation markers so the so the some of the inflammation markers you know which are called hscrp which is called uh, you know like the basically it's known in crp c reactive protein you know we need to know that mm-hmm. right uh, then we need to know esr which is again another inflammation marker so that is another thing that needs to be known um so those are the two again basic markers that again is very easily available you know like in uh, basic testing yeah so i think every thyroid patient definitely should get these testing done uh, because then they know that what they're dealing with mm-hmm. okay yeah great so in other words there are those uh, general tests that you can do like esr and c reactive protein can go up in any source of uh, you know types of uh, infection and then there's more specific ones as you mentioned that the tsh the t3 t4 and then the t uh, po um there are others like you know tbg and tsi and these um various 
types of them, depending on where they are available. Um, if they are affordable, then uh, you know patients should know about those too. Um, you mentioned briefly a little bit about the. Um, you actually pointed to toxins and infections. Could you just elaborate a little more about how um, toxins, infections, and stress play a role in thyroid? Yeah, absolutely. So we are living in a toxic world right now, right? You know, each and every day we are producing new man-made toxins and pouring into our environment. Uh, what we have been noticing is that all these different toxins, you know, have been affecting our life over the course of several years. So there are some studies which do point that, you know, the increase in the autoimmune conditions and all the cancers that we are dealing with, you know, has to be associated with these, you know, um, these toxins that we have. So there are different kinds of toxins in an environment, you know, so the first thing that we have is these pesticides and the insecticides, all these spraying, which is happening, you know, in our crops, you know, or our food. The second toxin is the heavy metals like mercury, lead, arsenic, which again, you know, is present in our soil. So goes to our food. And the third right. category is mold toxins. So we are living in so many buildings which are old and, you know, which have all these, you know, like mold growing in them. And mm -hmm. the mold toxins also affects the thyroid. So there are certain studies which do point out that these toxins, basically, when they consume over the course of time, you know, like when you, when you consume these toxins, in very small amounts, they don't do anything in one day. But over the course of time, they keep accumulating in our body. And then one fine day when a body cannot, you know, like kind of hold these toxins anymore, it starts producing inflammation. And then when they start producing inflammations because our body is overburdened, finally starts attacking different parts of our body. Now, depending on your genetic makeup, we have weak points. So a lot of, you know, females, you know, do have these weak points, which is in their thyroid. So these antibodies starts destroying the thyroid gland and ultimately leads to Hashimoto's. Okay. Uh, similar things happen with infections. So we have different kinds of infections. So uh, there are viral infections. The most common one that we everybody knows about is called Epstein-Barr infection. So EBV virus infection has been associated. Research has already proven it by beyond doubt that Epstein-Barr virus infection can cause Hashimoto's disease. You know, then we have other viruses, you know, that can cause that. And then we have parasites. So there are certain parasites in our gut. You know, one of the most common parasites that we see is called blastocystis. There are certain, you know, research studies which do prove that blastocystis can trigger Hashimoto's disease. Then there are some other controversial infections, you know, that we do not have research studies about, you know, but there, there is some kind of, you know, incidental research like Lyme disease and like Bartonella and blastocystis. So we do not have a, a complete research on them, but there are some people who believe that they can also cause these Hashimoto's disease. So what again these infections does is that all these organisms live in our body once our body gets infected and then they can get reactivated. And that reactivation again causes the changes in our immune system. And that immune system basically turns against our own body. So basically this is what is happening in COVID too, right? The right. COVID infection right now, produces a cytokine storm, which starts destroying different parts of our body, like lungs or heart or blood clots and things. So similar things happen with other infections and they start destroying a thyroid gland and can lead to Hashimoto's. Mm -hmm. Well, thank you so much, Dr. Gupta. It's been a pleasure. It's, uh, we're already uh, you know, to the end of this show. And um, please uh, let us know where our audience can find you and to know more about you and 
your work and if there's anything that you can help them uh, you know if they are doubting that they may have Hashimoto's and if they have any questions or anything that you can help them out with um, that'll be great please share it absolutely so the best way to reach me or you know kind of find my work is going on my website so my website is anshulguptamd.com Mm-hmm. Um, I write a vigorous blog on that website, which is again science-based and also research-based. So because that's because I'm an academic person, so I like to kind of have some backing behind me. So right. people can find the latest, which is going on about thyroid, about their gut health. Um, I'm also on social media. They can find me on Instagram. That's the, you know, I'll, I post a lot of good things over there. Again, my Instagram handle is Anshul Gupta MD. So they can follow me there. I actually have a free thyroid quiz. So if you go on my website, callanshilguptamd.com, you will find a free thyroid quiz, which can actually help you to identify your root cause, you know, of your thyroid issue or not. So it's a pretty easy quiz. You know, it might take a few minutes for you, but that will give you so much in-depth information about your thyroid and yourself. So again, feel free to go on my website and then you can take that quiz and that will give you more information. That's great. Thank you for sharing that. And thank you again for your time. It was a pleasure. It was really nice talking to you. You know, like I share similar thoughts, you know, with you as I shared that I'm also did masters in public health. So I'm very, very much interested in population health and how we can kind of stop this kind of epidemic of all these chronic diseases. Right. So you're doing great work. And, you know, I, um, I hope that we can collaborate in the future, you know, and can help you out with that. Absolutely. Thank you so much. Yeah. And mentioning about collaboration, that's what I'm known for bringing health practitioners from all walks of health across, uh, from across the world, not here, only the US, across the world around the same table so that we can have an upstream approach to health issues and find solutions for diseases. Because I believe, as I said, that health is not limited to hospitals and private practices. It has to start from every individual communities and businesses and school systems so that we can have an upstream and systematic approach to health. And thank you again so much. And dear audience, uh, for more amazing shows like this, please stay tuned with Dr. E Podcast. 